Guess what? I sent you the wrong track. Hang on a second. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hurdy Gurdy Cafe, an hour of interviews, music, and camaraderie. I'm Ryan, and I'll be your host along this crazy adventure through the land of the wheel fiddle. So strap in, and let's see what's cranking in the hurdy-gurdy community today. Hello. Hello, Hello. Sergio. How you doing, Brian? How you doing? How are you? Brian, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Brian and Ryan. <laughs> yes, this is your show. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the hurdy-gurdy cafe podcast. We're here in season two, and we have a wonderful guest today, Brian McCoy. Hello, Brian McCoy. Hi. Great to see you. And as always, we have Sergio with us. Sergio. Yes. Hello. Great to see you. Uh, Before we get into our discussion with Brian, uh, Brian has a few tracks that he wanted to feature. And this first track is called Tears No More by Matthias Laubner. So we're going to have a listen to that, and then we'll be back with Brian, and uh, we'll have a little chat. So let's listen. Thank you. 
was Tears No More by Matthias Laubner, and this was uh, Brian's first pick. So, Brian, why did you pick this track? Tell us about oh. it. Well, I picked this track because it's one of my... Matthias, just generally speaking, as a, as a hurdy-gurdy player, was one of the first that I ever saw, could, um, especially when I started playing. He, he had a bunch of videos up online already. Um, mm -hmm. But then listening to this track, it was something that wasn't like so like French traditional. Um, and there was a lot of some really amazing like ideas that he used in this album. It was one of the first albums also that was um, Hurdy Gurdy solo without it sounding like super duper, um, like hyper traditional um, as well. Mm -hmm. And also just like the tonality of his, his Hurdy Gurdy in that track is like, it's awesome. You just get like smacked in the face with this like warm, rich uh, Wolfgang tone, you know, just like that. Yes, little... that's it. Yeah. And um, for me, um, it was just sweet. Like it's, it's, it was also an introduction to hearing because I, at that point I was listening to like Nigel Eaton and some of these other players but I never really listened to a hurdy-gurdy that sounded quite like uh, Matthias Leibner at that point. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, it does. Yes. Yeah. And, and also like, um, he, he just had some other ideas. Um, and for me, Matthias Leibner is by, for me at least is like the most emotionally musical player. So for me, when you list for, for listening to him, it, there's, there's a lot of push and pull with notes and how he um, even approaches how he plays some of his like melodies. Um, he doesn't use the traditional like French trad like chops. So he's, he's, it's, it was really also listening to him was like hearing a, just a different way of playing the hurdy gurdy mm -hmm. in kind of more of like a, it wasn't classical, but it was just like a different way. Mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. trad mm -hmm. um it's still trad but yeah and plus just this melody in this tune i just like love um so much yeah cool <clears throat> well sergio um i've been trying to think about how to introduce brian uh you know i i've, I've interacted with him a good bit through the hurdy-gurdy community and um i've heard his insane Right hand playing. <laughs> of course, Brian for everybody is the monster of, of, of right hand. Everybody knows you because of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, uh, electronics, pedals, we, we, we all love that. Like new age, some uh, yeah. little bits of jazz. Eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so what all that, uh, what, it, what is it that you love most about the hurdy gurdy here, Brian? Is, is it the, the, the monster buzzing that you do or all the wonderful stuff you can do with the pedals? What, what drew you to the hurdy gurdy? Wow. What drew me to the hurdy gurdy? Ooh, that is, question. yeah, that's, well, I mean, I could, I could tell you the story of like how I found the hurdy gurdy. Um, sure. Please do it. Please do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we, if you go back to 2009, it was the winter of 2009. You were like yeah. eight years old. Two, yeah, I was eight years old, yeah. just a babe. Um, <laughs> and I just completed my first year of college and it was a mess. It was, I had put on 20 pounds. 
I basically just drank my way through college. Like, oh, yes. Basically almost failed out. Like I failed out real bad and almost did. And I, my GPA was so bad that I couldn't even pledge into a fraternity. So it was like, so, but anyways, this is like winter break. So, so, so this was like after this semester of just completely like, boozing and having these bizarre experiences and you know having a good time as well and i remember just sitting at home playing i had a a bag of easter candy (laughs) from it was like so i would just be like i was kind of in this weird depression as well so i was playing grand theft auto san andreas like not the whole time but just like there and then i remember seeing on my mom's um uh, on my mom's TV, on the TV of the house, because that's where I lived. Um, uh, this Lorena McKinnett DVD. Oh, and I was I was a big fan of Lorena to begin with. Like we had always listened to Lorena McKinnett, so like Mummer's Dance and all that stuff. And I had listened to some of her live albums, but then this was like the first time I was like, well, let's just listen to the let, let's let's watch this live album. What do I have to lose here? And so I popped this old boy in, and this was the. Um, what is it? It was like the, when she played, she actually played in like Spain. It was like in the South, it was the concert she filmed in like Southern Spain. Um, And it was like beautiful. And she, um, and this was the concert where she was playing with Nigel Eaton. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the man. And, but I remember just like watching the DVD and just thinking casually, like looking at this guy in the corner and I was like, what is this guy playing? And I just remember just keeping the image in my head and not really thinking too much about it. Just being like, that's weird. Like, how does the air come out of it? Like, what is this? <laughs> oh, yes. it's, it's like really, you know, he was also like, play, he wasn't doing anything too difficult or too like crazy. So it's just weird to see some guy like in the corner cranking and playing. And, and so I was just kind of like, well, that's weird. But I remember the... um. I remember what, how do I remember this? But I just remember like the movement of how he was playing and just this figure. And I didn't, I didn't realize he was British. I thought he was like from a different part of like, this was some sort of like archaic, you know, Eastern European instrument that she brought in, you know, but boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I was like half right. I mean, it is sort of Eastern European, but he wasn't. So let's fast forward. Um, another six months after that and maybe seven and I switched colleges and um, I took a world music class. And oh. cause at that point I, I'm so, I'm really into like world music still am um, world music, music of the, what, I don't know. What Go were ahead. you playing at that time? <sighs> I wasn't like playing much. Gu- like guitar no, I would, or. Actually I, um, I started, I was actually like a pretty good drum set player. Um, ah, okay, okay. And I've and I basically have sang my entire life. Like oh, I've nice, been nice. in like musicals and all that stuff. Um, and but I was like, I actually was like a studied, not studied. Like I, I didn't study jazz with drums, but I definitely like played drums a lot. Like I was, I wasn't in bands. That I, I started, I went all through high school, all through ele- not all through elementary. I can't remember when I started drums, but at that point I was playing drums for almost nine years or so. Okay, so, okay, okay. Now we understand um, the rhythm. Yeah. Of course. course. (laughs) There is some like there, I can really explain like there is some method behind what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. there, it isn't just like me trying to like show off. There is some like 
reason why I'm doing what I'm doing as well. Um, so yeah, so at Kent, I took a world music class and the day, I remember like, I, I remember the day um, we learned about the hurdy-gurdy, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, um, it was a hurdy-gurdy, but it was a poorly played Hungarian hurdy-gurdy. Okay. And we were learning it just in Hungary, like as a Hungarian instrument. We weren't learning it in any of the tradition in France, you know, even in Spain, like, or even in like some of the like Germany, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, no, this is Hungarian. And then I remember after that class finished, I had like my iPod and I put on like the track that I saw um, uh, Nigel Eaton, like do a hurdy gurdy solo on. And I was like, oh, dang, I got to get one of these hurdy gurdies. <laughs> like I got I to gotta get one of these things, like, cause it was just so cool. Um, and at that point I was dabbling with guitar um, but that was kind of, I, I was into just, I was more or less into like harvesting like music and stuff, um, than anything else. Uh, yeah. So then I found it in, and then I got my first one in the winter of 2009, which it kind of came quick. It only came and it was an ultra win. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <Party. Yeah. laughs> and let me tell you, in 2009, ultra wins were scary. Err. <laughs> um, I mean, they were not, like, don't get me wrong. Like we are know, opening a can of worms here. <laughs> yeah, but to, to defend ultra win, like there was some. Now that I look back at that 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 situation, um, I have to kind of. I can't say thank them, but without them, I wouldn't have then found Hurdy Gurdy Crafters, which was right. only four hours from my house, which is oh. sweet. Yeah. So like being, I mean, that's why another reason why I was kind of lucky in my, like, I, I wasn't completely isolated. I could just get in my car and just go north. And I was at Mel Dory's house. Mm -hmm. And so grace to this instrument, um, I was able to meet Mel Dory's. So in the end, like, I can't be so mad at, at like ultra win. I just like, I can't be like, so I, I have to kind of like weigh my cards a little bit better and be like, well, because of them, you found this. And then it's like, okay, well, fair, fair enough. Yeah. But you, Thanks, you, George. you really wanted to play though. I mean, based on how you play, like, yeah. I, I think, I think the difference is like, I mean, I also started an ultra wind and of course yeah. not too long after I was like, I also contacted Mel Dories <laughs> and, I, and I thought to yeah. myself, you know, I, we need to do something a little different here, but I, I wanted to play, you really want to do it. But if people get an instrument that's not going to work for them, they're going to get it and say, this doesn't work. It sounds not so good. And they just quit. Yes. Which is kind of a, yeah. You're right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I get the point. And one of the, and, and the more and more I'm, I'm, cause I'm, I'm trying to, especially looking at the landscape of what, and especially this boom of people coming like, and that's another reason why I'm like dabbling with this Galplin is because I'm trying to like oh. problem solve, <laughs> like I'm trying to problem solve these things. So like on the, if people have questions, it's like maybe we can salvage this, maybe we can't, but it's, it's like, I, I think for me, like a beginning hurdy gurdy should be almost like overbuilt, almost overly um, like precise. Like it should almost just be like a brick, but everything works. Right. And so then exactly. like, that's, and three strings, like just, and it should be like, mm, and then, I don't know, a, a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. But then like, I don't know, because like for me, now that I'm 
where I'm at, like 10 years of playing, I, I can play, I can grab these like instruments that like people like, these instruments are gross. And I'm just like, well, let's bring it here. Let's see what we can do with it, you know? <laughs> and I can get something out of them. But the problem is, it's like if these instruments, like that's that's the problem is like people who don't know what they're doing and have and want to just like leap in, you know, they don't have these instruments that are going to help them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, that's exactly. the biggest problem that I have. And it's, and, and so for me, I, I don't want to shame people like the, I, like the internet's all into like shaming and blah, blah, blah. It's like now at this point, I'm kind of like, Oh crap. All right. So let's see what we can do with this instrument. This is what you need to fix to get it to work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you found that you can get it to work? Have you got one? Yeah. One? yeah. <laughs> I've, I, I literally spent like three days, like I've reshimmed all the keys and like, oh, <laughs> you finally the got one. Oh, yo, yo, oh yeah. 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 You want me to go get it? Cause yeah. it's, yes, yes, please bring go it, bring it. it. All right. Hang on. All right. Like, give me two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 Raya. Look at that. Crank. Yeah, baby. But, um, but what I did, this is in like me trying to fix it. Um, so like I, the, there's no key box on it. I've like repositioned the tangents two different times. So there's a bunch of holes in the keys. Um, there's only one set of tuners right now because <laughs> what I had to do, um, to be honest, Galplin Gerties are quite efficiently built. However, they're only about 50% built, <laughs> <laughs> but um just the amount of work you know that um the wheel wasn't so set up i mean it is the first time i've ever managed a wooden crank which is hilarious no and, and, the, and the drawer knob is fantastic yeah it's it's great <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you but um so and then these things um because my goal was to eliminate the key clack on this thing and also, um, you see if I can vibrato with it. Oh, <laughs> and um, that's been because also, also, I have to say that I'm pretty garbage at like hurdy gurdy setup, like just still, like I'm there. There are cats I've been playing for like two years and they've rebuilt their hurdy gurdies already. And I'm just like, uh, I should probably learn how to do this <laughs> rather than be like, hello, Mr. Luthier. Can you help me please? <laughs> like, they're like, Brian, uh, you've been playing for 10 years. Uh, come on now. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, it's broken. It's like, dude, you just need to do this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, uh, so this is just kind of like, basically if you look at like Legos uh, or Legos is you, if you look at like hurdy gurdies, like Legos, this is like the Duplo of, Hurdy gurdies. Um, so this is like a big old Duplo gurdy. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, the pieces are huge and it's like kind of fun to fix. Mm-hmm. And I've spent so much time fixing it. My God, like three years or three days of, but it's okay. It sounds pretty rough though. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, yeah let's hear something. Do it. You want to hear this whole goblin? I, sorry, I only have. Um, Put it through your octave pedal and. Yeah, I wish. I want to. <laughs> Wummy, want want Yeah, you're ready to pedal, right? There we go. Yeah. Or like reverb. I don't, unfortunately, there's no electronics on it. That's step two. Come out. Hey. Fancy. Fancy. 
it makes a melody. That's good. It works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's diatonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you can be like, yeah, like, what is this? Like fiddling? Is this what this is called? Like, oh. It does the vibrato. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we made it do vibrato. Did when, it. <laughs> when I go back and edit this, I'll put some uh, reverb on it. Come on. Hey. Yeah, it's pretty rough, huh? Yeah, like, <laughs> definitely not a pleasant instrument. Um, but it works. So yes, maybe, maybe um, don't get galloping gorgeous. <laughs> no, I mean, at the end of it, at the end of all this, like, just don't buy them. Like, just don't. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Like, I, I just, like, for me, I'm almost like, if someone, like, that's at the beginning, it's like, just don't buy them. But, oh, you did? Okay, well, let's see what we can do, you know, kind of thing. Because, you know, I, like, for me, I tried to do, like, when I bought this from the guy that I bought it from, I also was trying to do, like, good Gertie Karma. So, like, I bought it for the price he paid for it and the shipping, and then I paid for shipping on top of that. And it just was, like, because for me, one of the things I was so butthurt about was, like, with my first instrument, I remember working so hard so hard like with my job getting all these extra hours doing all this crap you know asking my family for this like like um for all this stuff like um, all this money sorry and like then getting this instrument and it's like ah crap it doesn't even do anything like it's just like yeah so <laughs> so for me it's it's a little uh i don't know i i can understand the the frustration as well when uh, just don't buy it yeah that's all and it's yeah what First do you have there is it get one of these yes. maybe. yeah buy buy a nerdy gertie exactly. that's what i i would like to get one of those now now that i've dabbled with this thing i'm like maybe i should try it <laughs> it's great i mean i i i think i've got well i don't know if you can see it i've got one right up ryan, is the, yeah. ryan is the king of of, of nerdy gurdies now i'm not the king i'm just <laughs> i feel like you, you you make them sound fantastic ryan it's it's a I, fact. I, I i appreciate you telling me that because i i don't always think that but i i do think that you know when i compare it to my first freddy gurdy which was the the ultra win i think to myself for 350 dollars for parts or whatever this thing sounds amazing i mean you yeah. can but it's set up. I mean, someone, uh, there's a fellow on the Hurdy Gurdy Cafe who's making uh, wheels out of, I think, MDF, it, it, yes. a different kind of material. And he sent one to me. It's, it's on there and that's not fixed it's up. It's on mine. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I'm, but it doesn't, you know, I tried to tell him, I said, they don't, it's not going to fix a, a poor setup. Yeah. No, no, of course. But, you know, it, it happens on all the Gurdis. So, right. Even on the Vikes Elbomer. Yeah. But I, I am interested, you know, Brian, you, you mentioned that it's 10 years in and you still don't really know how to, 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 to try to work on or set up your instrument. That makes me feel a little bit better because, <laughs> because yeah. I, I'm only a couple years in, but I've got a decent instrument and I, I'm cringing because I'm thinking to myself, I really need to sit down with Sergio and have him show me what the hell I'm doing wrong here. <laughs> so my yeah. shame, my shame has prevented me from doing that. <laughs> Oh man. I mean, like there's, I mean, there's, there's also like a point where you just have to like do it. Yeah. I remember 
um, because I, I was sort of quiet about because I know like who to talk to. I don't have to go to like hurdy gurdy community and be like, right. hello, hurdy gurdy community. <laughs> My name is so and so. And I would like I need help right now. Yeah. You know, I was just like I was like, hey, uh, hey, Johannes, um, how do you tune this? <laughs> and I was like. Hey, Wolfgang, how do you normally set up your keyboards? Yeah. And I was like, hey, Hermod, how do you normally set up one of these things? Because I so like I was just kind of like in the corners being like, <laughs> and then I was like, hey, Scott Marshall, what are you doing over here with your, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't it wasn't like I was like, help me, Internet, help. I was just kind of like, <laughs> so and then like I so and, and no one saw me like and I wasn't like posting like every single moment of my progress, you know, like, oh my God, guys, I, I took a tangent off, you know, because, <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't really sometimes, eh? <laughs> Yeah, you know, because there, there's some like basic things I know how to do, but some of this hardcore stuff, like I, I'm still pretty bad at. And what, also- What's a hardcore thing? Oh, I don't know. Like for me, maybe, maybe hardcore could be judged as soon as I say hardcore now, but we might as well put it out in the open. I yeah. don't know. Like even like for me setting up my, my keyboard um, okay. with like a, like a system, um, like that was like intense for me. Like, cause people are like, well, that's like day one. And I'm like, uh, I just like fight my keyboards and make them sound good. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, Oh, this, this, this touch is wrong. I'm like, well, I just have to touch it like this and it works. <laughs> like, but I, I, I didn't have any like control um it also that um it i didn't have like the control of getting into um like the keyboard and, and setting it up how i wanted it or even what i thought i wanted it right um and i was kind of like oh okay this changes things a lot like <laughs> um how, how like i how um just kind of learning like even just going in like sh with each tangent or um because i was pretty good with like um what was it um like the length and stuff or just like raising and lowering yes. the bridge. That was about right. all I knew. It was like, if it sounds right. like shit, oh, let me just deep, deep, deep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got it. <laughs> oh, no way. Okay. Bump, bump, bump. No. Okay, cool. Up oh, and each shimmed. Ding, boom. <laughs> done. Like, but I wasn't like, oh man, I need to get this G key in tune. I was just kind of like, I mean, I did it like once or twice and I was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so this, the other time it was a little bit more intense. Right. Like, that was, it's like, it's, it took me a week of me just like swearing at an instrument. Like, <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Like, and it was just- I, like, I do it a lot. I always say your mother was a coffee grinder. I, 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 <laughs> I tell that to all of my goodies. <laughs> the next track we're going to listen to, this is, um, make sure I've got it right, Cosmic Drone. And is, is the name Cosmic Drone and the, the, the band Calife or is it Calife? No, the band sorry, it's- it's yeah, the band is called Cosmic Drone and the song is Calife. Excellent. All right, well, let's have a listen.
so that was Cosmic Drone, or the band was Cosmic Drone, and the track was Calafé. Calafé. What, what can you tell us about that track, Brian? Well, first of all, we have to talk about who the hurdy-gurdy player is in this yes. track. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that well, is Stéphane Durant Durant. And he yes. is kind of this mega, mega player that nobody talks about. I mean, people talk, if, if, if you know hurdy-gurdies, you talk about him and you're like, oh, where did he go? Mm-hmm. But um, he, um, it's just like a sweet album too. Like this album, and it was great because I remember I was at Chateau d'Ars and I remember because he's really good friends with a luthier that's building a hurdy-gurdy for me. Um, and I forgot his name, Giovanni, G, 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 uh, oh crap. I'm going to be like a total chav. <laughs> but anyways, he was, and I have this habit of just, when I see a hurdy-gurdy player that I know, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's you. <laughs> like, I still am like a little fanboy. Like, hey, hi. <laughs> and um, I remember meeting Stefan Durant and I was like, oh man, it's really, really nice to meet you you know, finally after seeing you, but I had no idea what cosmic drone was. I just knew he was like a really mate, um, like a badass player. And so what was so nice about him, gosh, I hope I didn't give away that CD. Anyways. Um, what was so nice about him is that he like walked away. He goes, do you have my CD? And I was like, no. And he goes, okay, hang on a second. And so he like walks away and he comes back and he gives me like cosmic drone, this album. Wow. And so, yeah, fun little story there. And um, and I remember listening to this album and I was like, holy crap, this thing is sweet because it's it's an album that has a full full band um, and the hurdy gurdies have like and it came out. The the thing that's crazy is that the thing came out in 2003. So -hmm. if you think about that, it's like, whoa, like and it's. Because this was, it was hurdy-gurdy with effects, hurdy-gurdy distorted, hurdy-gurdy everything. It was, he was using a Syrah. And what's nice is he's using a full band playing the hurdy-gurdy with the shim. And everything works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just, it's not just like, oh, you know, we're just going to use, like we see, like I see so much, so much now. And actually the track that I you're going to play from me actually has no shim in it. So I'm going to completely sound like a hypocrite. But... <laughs> I got to play some of my stuff. Well, kind of. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really cool incidence that, um, instance that um, there's the use of chien in like a, a full band setting with a full-blown drum set as well, mind you. Not even just like, oh, I'm going to remove the hi-hat and the chien's going to take the place. No. Like it's still like chien is, chien is with the hi-hat as well. Mm-hmm with the drum, with the whole drum, full-blown band. I think there's guitar. I, I'm having, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a cool album. Yeah. And a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, it's kind of corny, this album. Hmm. But Just like, because of all the effects or? Well, it's also kind of this bizarre, like jazz kind of thing. Um, but most hurdy-gurdy players like love it because it's just like, it's awesome. Like if you look at what Stefan does as a hurdy-gurdy player, it's sweet. Like it's like, we haven't seen an album like this since then, to be honest. And I don't mean to be like, this is the greatest album ever. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's we haven't really seen anything like this since like 2003, um, right. really like this. And it's something so clear as well. Like the hurdy-gurdy is just like, bam, hurdy-gurdy plus band and it works. Um, so it's cool. Like, check it out. Like, 
got a, that's like, it's such an important album. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about your, your effects gear rack pedal situation thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got, we got 10 minutes to do this. No, no, actually (laughs) we've got some time. Okay. Um, so with me, I am all about, um, effects and stuff like that. And I think I used them a little too much in the beginning. So I have to caution those because I don't want, I, I have to just make sure I steer people in the direction. So I don't use too many effects in the beginning because I was just like hurdy gurdy kind of know what I'm doing, plug it in kind of thing. Like I was just like, um, <laughs> but for me, I really um, enjoyed pedals and I think it was because I, I love guitars. I love like at this point in my life, I love guitar playing. I love, um, I love just the culture behind guitars as well. Like, and, but, um, I don't know. And also I was a big fan of guitarists, um, but I didn't want to play guitar, but I wanted to do what they did with effects with the hurdy gurdy. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like, I know this is a, a funny guitar player say, but for me, like I loved the edge because like ah, from you too. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just like, you <laughs> he figured out how to make a four piece band sound like there was like way more space. And for me, I, and also like, um, I'm also a big fan of new age. So this guy here, Andreas Wallenweide, um, uh-huh. he's this Swiss harp player. Mm-hmm. And he was like, honestly, it's like groovy new age music and it's sweet. Um, but he was using a lot of like spatial effects and mm-hmm. I loved just in the beginning, like reverbs and stuff. And making hurdy-gurdies go into like a bigger space. Um, And also spiritually speaking, I was in this bizarre point where I was thinking all my music needed to be in like a dome, um, like a big dome thing. And then like uh, what I was playing were like colors moving through the the space. So mind you, you can tell what kind of, um, what kind of interesting um, substances I was taking at that point as well. Um, But like, so I was, there was also this period of me kind of like thinking about hurdy gurdies and being like how, because hurdy gurdies became almost like a controller as well. And how do I, how do I, you know, and and I enjoyed using the hurdy gurdy, but then also seeing how the effect worked. So it was, it was like, you kind of like fling, you'd fling out a note and then you'd just be like, okay, watch where it goes. It goes whoop or it just does its thing. And I was interested in making music like that as well. Um, so, and I was always interested in trying um, uh, effect pedals with like hurdy gurdies and seeing how it worked and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, we have to give like, I have to kind of give like shout outs to some of the players who I like saw using effects and it was like Gregory Jolivet, uh, oh. Matthias Leubner, you know, we, 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 uh, Alexis Vache, who we Ooh, don't guy, talk about. That guy is amazing. Dude, we don't talk about Alexis Vache and he's the proto Guillaume Desk. Like he is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like when people want to be like, oh, Guillaume Desk is a new Valentin Clostier. I'm like, uh, no, he's just, uh, like the next level really actually no Alexis Vache is an amazing player he's just like another version <laughs> of this like looping hurdy-gurdy player and that's yeah, what I yeah, kind of yeah. wanted to be for a while because I loved that. like looping and I loved like making my own things unfortunately all these old videos of me online have been uh, I took them down but like some of these actually predate like the reign of Guillaume like you know like Guillaume came out and I was like, oh crap, he does it way better than I do. Maybe yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. I wanted to be a big YouTube star 
darn it, Patty, you got it. <laughs> Dang it. Hey, no, no, you, you can pull it off. Yeah. Ne- never mind. I, I was about to say I something. I'm going to delete what I was just doing. There. Never mind. Well, I mean, I could do it in, I, I've always wanted to do it in drag. That would be kind that, of fun. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, hang on, hang on a second. And you can keep all this. Hang on. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll take mine out. And I'll take it. Yeah. Just to give you like a, a little hint of what's going on, baby. Oh, this is Ooh. a wig. Oh, I'm coming for you, players. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, um, we're, we're getting back effects, yeah. Alexis, yes, Alexis Vachel. Oh, Alexi. Oh, musical, this man. Musical yeah, where he was just like, let's take this funny hammer. That Ping. one is... And, oh, he, and, the, and the saw, yeah, the saw. Yeah, and the saw. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool and is that? Even, even there was a couple videos of him, um, because another thing we have to really talk about is when I started playing, there were like no videos on YouTube of, of hurdy-gurdies. It was right. just like Gregory... Um, Oh, who's that Russian guy that everyone loved? Uh, Andre. Andre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was like, but it was like his. It was before he got a Wolfgang. Right. Yes, it was, it, it the, was the old. With, yes. Yeah. It was all, like the, it was basically like a galplin, you know, uh-huh. like, and he yes. was getting like millions of views, being like, oh, 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 and it's like, <laughs> people are like, yeah, heard it, got it, and it was just like, um, and then the cool part about that was, is it was this incredible video by uh, Matthias Leubner, where it's just this eight minute solo of him like ripping. Yes, for, like, yes. And that has now disappeared into the bowels of the internet, um, mm. which is kind of sad because I mean, that video, I remember just sitting there and being like, whoa. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and it, 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 was, it was just like recorded on like a crappy cell phone camera, but it was just like, it was like watching like, it, it's like, it's still one of the greatest like performances I mean, obviously, when you see him live, it's it's incredible. But, mm-hmm. anyways, um, and he was using effects there as well. He was using like um, do, 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 do. he uses a uh, like a laptop. So that's what like Alexi was doing, oh. and um, like and also Nicol- It's Nicholas Sims. He uses kind of a similar system. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're using like a laptop, and then it, it goes in with a um, it's a Macmillan controller. So rather than, and this is actually kind of the cheaper way to do things and maybe it's a little bit better, but then you're dealing with like the reliability of a computer. Mm -hmm. Um, So he uses a controller with the effects and like April, I don't know what he used. No, no. Matthias Lugner uses like a, like a program that he like builds his effects sometimes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, It's like super cool. Um, And where was I going with all this? So there's that video, the effects. And, but for me, I'll circle it back around to my like goal was also when I started playing, there wasn't a lot of like, even using pedals, like a ton of pedals for guitar. It really wasn't that popular. Um, so I kind of got in also when like pedals were becoming like a thing oh. as well. So this is, this is like another story of like pedals in general, like pedals, like there was, um, and I, I just liked how, for me, it's like Sonic Legos, you know, when you take pedals and you can just put them on the board and then you put this one next to it and then you make your signal path. And I liked, I also just like building pedal boards. Like that's another fact. Um, I just love it. And then I love looking at it and going, oh, this turned out nice. Like it. And so then you have everything like lined up. Um, and, and I didn't see any hurdy gurdy players really doing it um, like a full blown, like, all like pedal board, like all like um, all with pedals. Like for example, 
if, if you really want to study Guillaume Desk, you have to get into like fractal audio units, which is like, that's like mm. the supreme, like that's basically you're buying like a computer that's an effect module and you, and then you use like um, um, a controller for it and which is sweet, but you're also basically paying like three grand for it. Um, but everything's right. clean. But for me, I, did, I still wanted to just see if it was possible to make um, in the beginning, just like one chain pedal board. And then my work in the past couple of years has been trying to figure out multi chains. Mm -hmm. um, so like chains for the Bourdon, Chien, mm -hmm. um, Centrale, um, and depending on if it has tapping or sympathetic strings. Tapping or sympathetic strings. I've heard that thrown around. I understand the sympathetic strings. What's the tapping bit we're talking about? Well, um, we, there's a couple, because it's funny because I basically I've, I've tried pretty, uh, yeah, pretty much most of the systems. So like, for example, when you see Scott Marshall with his artists, Hurdy Gurdy, that's my old artists. Um, but, and so basically there's a way of tapping where you bring the string up and you use a, um, a like a magnetic pickup. Okay. Then you just like, bam, you kind of like smack the string. And then um, it basically works like tapping a guitar. Oh, so you're 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 hitting the keys. Still the keys. Just the yeah, keys. Just the keys. Just the keys. And then it sounds like bing 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 bing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. this was, I mean, this was Gregory Jolivet who made this up. Like he was, he was kind of like the dude. Um, and there's this like secret. There's like this album that my friend Benoit has that it was basically like all tapping um <laughs> almost like this, this this really cool album where he just it was like 2008 where he just got his big purple olive um uh, because there's videos of him with the big green one that he had um that he was like doing tapping and stuff and, and really gregory jolivet with effects and looping and so all that stuff he was really the one that i, I kind of was like wow this is so cool to do it with like i can't like wow like i want to do this too you know kind of thing so it was really great you know just and and to meet him and now like be his like buddy or what buddy just like know him you know and chat with him it's like really it's really cool but so in, in, in order in, in order to do a lot of this stuff though it, it kind of re it requires that your gertie has pickups for each of the the drone and, and the melody and also the type of pickups because yeah. uh, piezos and uh, and magnetic pickups are very different right uh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah yeah they're all they're, i mean everything has its own flavor you know for me like for example when i hear like if you listen to like Gilles Shabna and um some of the like Stefan Durant, a lot of these players, um, who else has a Syrah? All the Syrah hurdy-gurdies, they have their, that was kind of like this big piezo sound. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, like, I love it because it, it basically, so many players used it, it's so much, and it all basically sounded the same. It basically sounds like using like a Les Paul or a Telecaster. It has like that kind of like flavor. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically with just those hurdy-gurdies. Um, you can kind of get the flavor with Meunier's as well. So when you, um, because Greg has done so much like distortion and like overdriven effects, you can get kind of like a similar sound to his instrument. And then obviously it's your hands that changes everything, but mm -hmm. he, um, um, you can get kind of like that Greg sound just by using the same system, which is like the electromagnetic system um and actually that's that's the most isolated system at the moment right now that is the most isolated system um the electromagnetic basically it's like they um if you know what a fender Rhodes is it's like a single pickup 
that goes up into it, it's like a single pickup for each string or yeah so the melody string has two pickups that are like just you know when you take a when you look at a guitar and there's like the little magnets it just has one mm -hmm. of those magnets um now the smartest one actually at the moment if you've really taken a look at guillaume desk's instrument he uses like humbucker um single things so imagine a humbucker which is already kind of awesome it has tons of power behind it and humbuckers are warmer than like a single pickup so he uses like this like a double humbucker when you look at his instruments and that warms up his tone like so much and that's why he has like a really nice tone when he plays um uh, just overall i mean obviously it's your hands that of course plays, like <laughs> everything but and then um the other one that's a little bit annoying for me is the little baby microphone um so that's like real common on pretty much everything at this point like wolfgang uses um Dugay, Caesar, Roboyo, they all have like the microphone, like kind of like the basically like a cell phone microphone. Mm -hmm. And it's great for like acoustic sound. It makes your gritty sound sweet. But when you start using effects, um, feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's like, see you later, alligator. It's like, I don't want to put an octaver on the chanterelle and the Bourdon. I just want one or the other, you know? And so it's, it's, if you think of it like as a Venn diagram of like how the, the each, each microphone has like a circle of sound around it. And then eventually all these circles, like they, they like interconnect. And so then you start hearing things and it's like, ugh, I just, I really want more isolation. That's all I want. That's mm -hmm. I, I've had all the great Gerties now, but at this point it's like, okay, basically as long as the Gertie works like pretty well, what I really want at the end of all this is just like an isolated instrument, like so isolated. So then in order to really do, effects well it's best to have well, like these pickups that you're talking about not microphones not necessarily the, the piezo Mag the magnetic. magnetics yeah but magnetic, you know? yeah however there is one way that i figured out how to i didn't figure it out this is like audio engineering there's a way to um eq pedals are like my new favorite things in the whole wide world oh. because i use like on like i don't know if I don't, I don't, I don't have a rig out, but I use with, with a four chain pedal board. Um, I use an EQ for, um, each of the strings. So let okay. me, let me backtrack a little bit and talk about the traditional, like amplified Gertie setup that I've seen. Mm -hmm. When you see guys that are like in the trad scene and they've been around, um, for a long, long, they've just done a lot of gigs. The dinosaurs. Them, mean, pardon? The dinosaurs. Not the dinosaurs, but just like, <laughs> dude, some of these guys have been playing for forever. Like, I'm just kidding. Are, I'm just yeah, kidding. yeah. But even some of my guys, some of the guys that are like my age. Um, they would use like a mixer and then they would plug their hurdy gurdy and they do a little bit of EQing and then they would have the, they would run the effects through the aux channel and then it would come back through. And for me, you're still globally affecting things. Um, and, but, and you're still using this giant mixer. But what I, what I took from a mixer was like, okay, wait a minute. So each channel has like a, a EQ on it. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, why don't we just take the EQ? Like, why don't I take like a pedal EQ and see how that would work? Because um, what you can do to kill some of this, um, some of the, the mixing, like the bleed, um, you can like EQ, you can, there's like, imagine there's a frequent, like the whole signal is here. 
what you can do, and let's say this, the signals here, you have like, um, and you just want the melody that's right here. And then low on the low end here, I think I'm doing it in the wrong way, but oh well. Um, <laughs> on the low end here, you have like the Bordones kind of like flapping around. You're like, I don't want to hear those. So what you do is you just kind of take, and if it's a graphic EQ, you just kind of cut, you cut the signal down. This is like a mixing technique. And then you just kind of like contour a little bit here. You can boost some of the frequencies. And what that does is it kind of kills some of the low end. And so you don't get as much of the, um, as much of the Bourdon. So then if you, for example, if, like for me, when I use the, an EQ pedal for the chien, I basically cut everything out of that frequency of, of the signal, except for the chien. Um, and so then that way, then I don't, I don't even have the sound of the strings. Like I just have the chien. Just the chick, 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 chick. Yeah. Just like bam. Cause that's all I want. That's all I want. Of course. I don't, of course. I don't, for me, like, I don't need this extra drone. Like I don't need this. Mm. Like I just need the chien. And then, um, so yeah, I, I just kind of contour the signal to each spot. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, it does. It's a little expensive. Um, yeah, I was just uh, going to say, it doesn't quite sound accessible to. <laughs> well, if there are like, because I have a friend that uses like, um, and this is like, a, and also what I'm doing is kind of extreme. Like, I'll just say it right now. Like, there's a little bit of like this manic extreme exploration. Like, I got to figure this out thing, like to see if it works, you know, and half the time what I do is just to see if it works, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. And I try to go to as far as I can before I'm like, all right, we're done here, you know, kind of thing. Um, uh, so it's, it's that, that signal, um, that, that whole signal chain path thing is, is a little bit extreme. That is like, whew, like but that, that's also kind of why, when I saw on your board, when you put on the Herdy Herdy Cafe, you have all those equalizers in, in there to, mm -hmm. to kind yeah. of adjust. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, and then I, I found a smaller mixer that I can just put on the board and then I just, it just has the volumes um, and the inputs and then panning. So then. Oh, what, so panning. So you, yeah. you went stereo, eh? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went stereo. So it's really cool because um, so many players, um, even some of the big names, they don't use stereo. They go in mono. So they have the whole signal just whack, like coming Bam. out. And I, I did that too, like forever. Um, <coughs> but um, stereo speak, it's, it's um, I, I wanted to see if I could make it stereo um without also having to like plug everything in like also that's another thing is i didn't just want to show up to a gig and be like okay plug in this pedal to the mixer here that one goes in here it was just kind of like bam one two three four done you know that's that was also mm -hmm. the philosophy behind these rigs that are so like ugh. but i'm not playing or gigging <laughs> so basically it's just like me being like, okay, I'm going to go to the living room now. One, two, three, four, done. <laughs> Let me play on the bed. Okay. One, two, three, four, done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's also just kind of like not pointless, but if well, the time arrives. Can, yes. Know. The time will arrive one day. Yeah. Um, so earlier, I'm, I'm not sure if we were talking about this before we started recording or if we were actually recording this. Uh, we talked about how you 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 were a drummer, studied drums. Yeah. Uh, and that the reason yeah. you're able to do so well with the right hand and, and, and the buzzing and the different rhythms is because you do have a pattern or a, a methodology. Right. Can you tell us about mm -hmm. that? Yeah, actually, it is 100 percent 
thanks to drums that um, I sort of evolved with the chien. Because if you think about, like, if you think about drummers, for example, um, and like the chien for me is basically like, a lot of times I describe the hurdy-gurdy as like a, a viola with a snare drum or a hi-hat attached to it. Like basically, okay. like just, we'll, just say, we'll just say it like that. Um, so I also was just like, okay, so I, I remember practicing like a little bit with snare and stuff. But if you see guys that like play snare for a living or they teach snare, I mean, they are literally always like practicing they're just always just like and it's because you have all these micro muscles that are these like micro muscles i don't know i've I've never looked at my hand before but um he's like these muscles that need to be like kind of trained all the time um and and so i realized that i was like okay so um that that was one of the and also i had no problem just sitting there playing something rhythmically without any melody attached to it so i could just practice chien all like not all day but like for a while mm-hmm. and it wouldn't bother me i wouldn't be like oh this is annoying and also but there's also this kind of like thing where i was like i need to learn chien right now kind of thing like there's also this urgency um to learn mm-hmm. that not so much tunes um mm-hmm. i'm still pretty bad at playing tunes <laughs> but so, um, so, so the muscle memory was from playing drums you having that already in there to the ability to kind of move your hands yeah, the, the the idea yeah i kind of started off because yeah you're doing your hi-hat here you have your snare drum here and um so there's there there's a little bit of freedom but for me like when i play like like for example piano mm-hmm. like piano like when i play i'm like Ugh, this oh. is rough like i think piano is way harder than drums drums is just like hit here hit here and then like do this you know kind of thing i mean obviously it's but <laughs> so, <laughs> Not quite. But, yeah. <laughs> I just play like this, guys. Just the beat. <laughs> That's just what you do with drum. That's all. <laughs> no, but um, there was also like an element um, as a player, just like with, with playing drums and then also, because I was a singer like for my whole life, like all the time in musicals, high school, college, I studied singing. So just, well, I'll talk about rhythm first. Um, So then for me, I had no shame in just like sitting there practicing chien like all the time or just like and, and finding like the joy, find the joy in practicing chien. Like it's just like, you know, but really that's what it is. You have to there. You have to like reach a point. And I was talking to my friend Benoit Michaud, who's a mega player, who, who's like in my town. Um, he he kind of did something I did. He had like a map of the world apparently. And, and while he was practicing Chien, he would just like look at it and memorize all the capitals of the world. Oh. <laughs> so, but then what I would do, like for me, I was just like, ah, oh, crap. I need to learn how to do coup de cease here. And it's going to take a while because it just takes time. Like it just takes time. I, there's, there's no magical, there's like ways to unlock things and ways to get you into like a direction. But literally it just takes like, hours of practice and like sitting there humbling yourself and being like, okay, we're just gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> like, and I would put on like a, for me, it was like, a, like Netflix series. So I remember learning coup de cease in particular, I would sit down and watch, it was the American horror story. It was like the, the clown oh. season. So like these people are like endlessly slaughtering themselves. And I'm like, bup, 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 bup. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh, he got all of that one. Bup, bup, bup. <laughs> you know, like, you know, so it's just like, I, and, I, and I would just sit there and sometimes it'd be, I need to go back and, and learn things with a metronome for sure. Cause right now I'm a little bit, a little wonky. Um, but even like Kuda Cat, there was just like, it was just metronome and, and really, and just as a drummer, I already knew like playing, like I wasn't afraid to play with the metronome as a drummer. And I also found kind of the joy in playing with a metronome, if that's possible, <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what you're talking about with, you know, watching something or, or looking at the map, that, that makes a little bit of sense to me because when I, when I actually can do something with my right hand and I'm playing the melody, I'm not paying any attention to my right hand. It's just doing what it needs to be doing while I'm right. doing the melodies. So right. it, it seems like an interesting way to do it. Yes. Yeah, and it's... Oh, go ahead. Oh. No, no, that's no, no, all. No, no, no. Oh, but it's also just like, you know, it's also there. there's a period where you just have to like, it, it sounds crazy, but you just have to build the muscle. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. No, that doesn't I, sound crazy at all. When I first started getting lessons with Sergio and Steven mm -hmm. Tyler, they're like, yeah, just do it like this. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I can't, I'm like, why can't I get the four? It's like my arm doesn't know how to just push there. Right. And, and after right. a while, it's like one, two, three, Exactly. like getting it slowly then yeah. it's like my hand just kind of knew what to do mm -hmm. it's perfect sense. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just it's same thing uh, for me when i when i practice um shien alone i don't know about this but i'm curious about your opinion ryan because it's for me it's like meditation i don't know i get like and i i can find myself one hour and a half like doing the same and yeah 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 i don't know is this a new special technique for meditation ryan or what it very well could be but i i i the thing that has helped me most not what you're talking about but it was when we talked with uh a nigel or was it when we talked to nigel well something nigel said he was talking about how he was really angry and was trying to figure out how to do this this pattern and so he sat down and he just like he said i'm not stopping until i get it he said he channeled his anger and i thought to myself yeah i'm going to try that so i sat down <laughs> and i couldn't get it and i was getting angry at myself but the angrier i got the better i got at it yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> i guess it, it just takes all, yeah. all, all different ways <laughs> yeah there's there's a variety yeah the, the meditation and all that yeah and also it's um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, whatever way, whatever way you arrive at basically practicing Xi'an by itself is like the best, whatever way there's no, I don't, there's so many ways. Well, you, so this is a question for both of you because both of you are, you know, extremely good at what you do. And I'm, I've still considered myself definitely in the, the, the learning camp you, that I understand what you're saying, but is there anything in particular to avoid like so you don't get into maybe a bad pattern anything in particular sergio or, or brian do you think about that yeah tension tension yeah tension well, is uh, for me a big big red line if you so have just tension, try to relax you're doing, doing something wrong okay yeah. at least for me what do you think brian well i that's why i'm a little hesitant on this one because my technique is still kind of under fire a little bit um huh? and and where i'm not really sure where like i still have to kind of figure out what the heck is going on with my body um because that's why i'm a little hesitant about teaching it as well because i'm like i just need to make sure i don't blow up something first <laughs> um you know because there is a my playing is a little bit of tension as well but um there is some tension for sure yeah yeah, yeah. and um i but one of the things 
that I try to go back on for me is like, sometimes if it's tense in the beginning, there's a period where it'll loosen up as well. Like Mm -hmm. it'll just sort of magically arrive. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens, but it happened with drums. It happened with, so I kind of wait for this period of um, looseness, Mm -hmm. but you're totally right, Sergio. Tension is with any instrument and and anything like you got to stay away from tension. At least being conscious that uh, the tension has to disappear. I mean, that, a little bit of tension at the beginning is, of course, normal, but uh, at least being conscious that, okay, this thing <laughs> is maybe yeah. not good. And also, I, I think another uh, common mistake for beginners is trying to do fah, big moves uh, when, when yeah. doing the coups. And for me, the coup, uh, the, my three golden rules for, for the coup are uh, like very staccato, very piano, and no tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I... Right. 100%. And that's, I mean, the more, um, what was I going to say? Bop, 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 bop. For me, like when I learned um, like coup de cat and all that stuff, I mean, and, and even coup de cease, I would actually just make sure that the, the Tyrant was like super duper like tight. Totally. Totally. And, and, and there, there is some sort of like magical things that happens, even if you practice it slowly, but you just try to practice the movement slowly. Like just be like, pump, uh, pink, <laughs> kung, and then eventually you get like better and, and practice it with a metronome. Um, it works, it works, um, that, it works for me at least. So, so don't, don't make it so exaggerated because I was actually trying to record myself to see how bad I was doing or how good I was doing. And I noticed that like, as I'm going around, like this hand, like this finger, like it flares out. It's like one, two, and, this, and then it's this big, <laughs> big thing that I do. And I said, quit doing that. Well, yeah, I don't, for me, that that's, that's where I'm a little bit like, e because there are like different schools of Shan technique, you know? Okay. And so, well, this like, is good I, you, don't, you don't move your hand, right, Brian? It's fantastic. <laughs> that's I, what I, I, I was see you like this. It's fantastic. I love it. Oh, oh, thanks. Well, it's, it's, we'll, we'll see how well my, how my body likes it, but, um, um, but it's, it's more about here. Um, and kind of like moving it around here. Um, and it's, there, there's so many different techniques of just opening your hand a little bit and knocking. Um, and, and I'm trying to get back into moving my fingers a little bit more mm-hmm. because just, because when you get to certain speeds, yes, you can move your hand like lightning fast. Like look at Valentin Clustia, his hand Ooh. is wide open and he's like, <laughs> and, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's 70, he's going to be 74 years old and he still has one of the fastest kudu eats I've ever seen anyone play. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But anyways, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> a lot, of, but it also plays into like what I'm trying to do with this shion mm-hmm. as well. Like that's, if, if we can, can, if I can just interject why I'm doing what I'm doing also, it's because I am more interested now in volume control with the shion. So what that means yes. Is like I'm I'm more like when you listen for me I listen I can like I was a big drummer so I was listening to like Keith Carlock, Jojo Mayer, some of these drummers and like you listen to like hi hat technique, they're not just like, and and I understand like it and it breaks my heart sometimes when when other hurdy gurdy players are like don't you don't need the high coup counts to do that it's not musical and I'm like, well hang on a minute, let's, let's talk about that because I think it can be, but you have to consider the execution and you have to consider the balance of your music. Like look at, for example, metal music. One of my, I love listening to metal right now, um, but it's more or less the relationship between the guitar and the drums. 
because you listen, sometimes if the drums are going nuts, the guitars back up a little bit and they're just playing like lines. And so for me, a lot of times I don't, I'm not trying to like blast people with this sham, but there's, I would like it to speak a little bit more. And I'd like there to be a little bit more like, you know, when you listen to like Shan tech or no Shan, but um, um, hi-hat technique and stuff, these guys are really doing stuff musically. They're not just like, ba 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 ba. That That's great. If you're in the pocket, grooving, sweet. But there's guys that are doing all kinds of crazy stuff with the Shan or, oh, come on now. Hi-hats, sorry. Hi-hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Shan, trumpet. Oh, what other, what other names? Um, but they're doing a bunch of stuff, but it's, but the thing is you have to find the balance where it's not impeding, you know, and that's, and that's also where I'm always, I'm always trying to pay attention to that and trying to not be just like. Musical and dynamic. Eh? That's, yes. a, that's exactly yes. it. That's 100% it. And also. Like Neil having, Yeah. And with even like learning Kuduit, I mean, maybe if you can get as high up to Kuduit, you, you begin to realize how how humongous um, how humongous Kuda Cat is like, and even from Kuda uh, really Kuda Wheat to Kuda Cat, you're just like holy cow, Kuda Cat is huge. It's like yes, but totally yeah. <laughs> and then and then once you start getting into like because there was a period where I was up to like 15, and that was like that was like Brian like practicing like yes. this, and also but I also use a 10 centimeter crank. That changes a lot. That changes. Ah uh, yes. So it's, but, it's bigger than the standard, right? Oh, heck yeah. You're looking okay. at about four centimeters more. Yeah, um, okay. um, or like, cause I was using an eight and then I went up to a 10 um, because nine was a bit weird, but 10 was for me, it was really cool because there's also an element where I feel like I'm kind of playing drums again, which is kind of right. weird. Like there's, there's an element, but what's nice is it gives me a little bit more room to control what I want to do as well. It's not it, there. I always have to clarify that I'm not trying to like, you know, blast people's faces off with shit. It's like, but they're there. We have this really like for me, if you want to say, what's my favorite part of the hurdy gurdy, it's like, it's the shit. It's just like, there's this part on this instrument that has its own rhythmic voice that still generally speaking is like, ter like it's underused at mm -hmm. this point, especially now with all the kids coming up and they're in these like incredible bands and blah, 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 doing all these tours. But it's like, Hey, uh, you know, you got that shit on that hurt there, you know, um, when are you gonna, so you got those like millions of views there, but, uh, when are you going to learn that coup de cap? Huh? <laughs> when are we going to learn that, huh? When are we going to do a little, little boom, 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 you know, bing, 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 <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, so for me, I'm always just a little bit like, I'm like, oh, darn it. You know? <laughs> so I, I, as also as a response to kind of, react to this like extreme like no shit at the moment in the kind of like mainstream world there's this period where i was like okay let's let's kind of ground myself on what i want to do here at this point and it was it's it's really trying to find like a clean shit but also shit that has like a little bit of um some sort of voice to it as well mm -hmm. yeah. well um, i think i think the tastefulness of it, it it doesn't just apply to being able to do high high numbers like for example yeah. if i'm if i'm playing an irish jig and i'm just doing one two three one two three one yeah. two three one two three it's like come on like let's That's make it a little more yeah let's make it a little more interesting this is my obsession now like you controlling the accents and being yeah. able to play very 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 uh, quiet and then very loud and yeah do uh, because 
for me, uh, the, the dynamics of the instrument are here on, mm -hmm. on, on, on the right hand because yes. the, the melody is like... Praise me, you know? praise me. How can tell me more, go? You know, totally. I mean, it's true. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's, yeah. 100%. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Sergio, but you're right. No, no, no. It was that. But you're on this, this path here of like, because, yeah. And, and also to, to go on top of that, even though there are players who maybe like these mega players, like look at, look at all the mega trad French players. Look at, look at Annelise Foix, Thierry, Thierry Noir, Patrick Buffard, Gilles Chabnat. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. If you listen to them, there's also intention behind their chien. What that means is they actually have a very clear voice. They have a certain character to their, uh, what hand is this? Left hand. But then they also have like a character to their right hand. There is a specific, you, you put those two players together, you'd be like, ah, that's Annelise Foy and that's Thierry Noir based on their chien technique. Mm -hmm. So then that's another thing is, is finding your voice with the chien. Just because you can blast us doesn't, it's like, it's my, my next like, challenge even i'm working on it is to find like your voice how do you transmit your sound through the shim mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally tricky mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> well, let us know when you find out <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're coming close to the end of our time together um and i really I have some other things here we can talk about, but I'm afraid that would take another three hours. <laughs> so we, we, we might can have do to do a three-part session. We, we, yeah, we might have to we might have to schedule a follow-up to this. Um, but before before we listen to that final track, uh, Sergio, do you have any final questions for Brian? Uh, not really. It was uh, very nice. Oh, cool! I had a blast, but I yeah. talked the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was why you're here. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to B Rat talk. Yeah, <laughs> good. Well, this final track that we're um, we're going to listen to, this is a track uh, of you, and um, this is from yeah. it's a, it's a duo, correct? Seafone. Yeah, it's, it's my Seafone is the duo of the my wife and I, Armel Ducey. And uh, we um, just to give you like a pre, um, I don't, I, I'll try to sum this up. When we were we we're one of these classy new age people that met online um, uh, via this really cool couples site called Facebook, um, yeah. and um, so there was a period when we started talking because I had finished up this Goofy album in 2016, um, and I was looking for other ears to listen to it. And long story short, I showed it to her. We started talking, and then we started talking more, and then we started sharing music together. And, um, and then we started making music like via distance, blah, 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 blah. And then we got married. That's, that's like a, a long story short. Uh, nice. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to like save some time here. Okay. Um, There's about six months of things that happened that were like, you know, us meeting and all this stuff. And it was really quite magical. It's, it's one of those fairy tale stories, really. Um, so then we decided... Uh, last year to why don't we take these tunes that we kind of like wrote together and um, why don't we try to do something with them because they existed and then we tried to make them live and they were just kind of like our tunes that we wrote for like each other and putting cute little things in it um, and so then we, we we made like a live set and we performed it and the name of this band is based on a little slight era of translation um, okay. because my favorite 
color on an instrument is seafoam green. Okay. But what happened was, is Armel being, being French and being as English as her second language, um, she thought I was saying seafoam. <laughs> so, so, and she goes, wait a minute, it's seafoam? And I was like, yeah, I've been saying it like the whole time is seafoam green. And she goes, oh, I thought it was seafoam. And I was like, <laughs> and this was like two years, you know, two or three years. And well, I was like, oh, if, you're, if you're only saying it over electronic media, you know, maybe. Yeah, but no, just like even it. in person, even oh, in okay. real life, like when, when I started living in France and all that stuff and acquiring all these instruments that are like seafoam, my Gertie, that's kind of like seafoam-ish. Um, and so then we, we thought of a name and Seafone was kind of a cool name because Seafone uh, is a cool name because basically we, our music was created in distance, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like the Seafone, mm-hmm. like a phone line, whatever. Um, however, this song wasn't created in distance. This song was created um, when we, uh, we just wrote this song and uh, we, this was more of like Ahmel's tune, but what I think what's nice is this tune kind of represents our sound globally as um as a duo. Unfortunately, there's no Xiang in this song, so because I'm I'm darn it. Well, and also there's uh, I was like darn it crap, but um we know uh, you can do it. We know you can. Yeah, do it. we it it's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh but, but it's nice because you get to hear me sing, you get to hear Ahmel sing, you get to hear synthesizers. Um, you get to hear Ahmel play accordion. There's some like Gertie stuff. Uh, I'm using a Wolfgang, the Wolfgang viola in this mm-hmm. tune. Not so much effects, but it's kind of like this borderline new agey pop sound that we're kind of going for with this group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought I'd share that just to kind of show you like, this is kind of the realm that I'm sort of in as well. Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So this is- your your the, the title of your duo is Seafone and the title of the track is Little Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. And thank you for being here, Brian. It was really a pleasure. I've been looking forward to it for a while. My pleasure. It was really fun. Well, yes. Yes. Wow, this was a blast. <laughs> and, and good to see you too again, Sergio. Of course. All right. So let's have a listen. This is again uh, Little Boy by Seafone.
Am I, am I a rockstar? No. <laughs> Come on. no. You seem to be. I mean, yeah, you like, do. but all it's right. fine. I mean, like you do, but I mean, you put in the time, dude. So that's all that matters. I mean, shit. Put in the time, as they put say. Put in the time. Of course. <laughs>